TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, three o'clock hour here. Monday after the Super Bowl, little haul of notes. I mean, things are looking good right now. You better play some Usher, Jimmy. We're at Twin Peaks in Davie. Didn't we hear enough Usher last night? We need to hear more. What? They replaced my Billy Joel station <laughs> with an Usher station. I just read that uh, Usher got married right after the Super Bowl last night. I had read during the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl that Usher and his girlfriend had gotten a marriage license while they were out there in Vegas. And uh, let's see. I'm reading in the New York Post here. Shortly after... His Super Bowl halftime show performance on Sunday, the 45-year-old musician married girlfriend Jennifer, I can't pronounce her last name. Hmm. So they got married last night after the performance. And the prenup, ready. So, mazel. Mazel, mazel, Usher. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We listened to Taylor Swift, and she didn't do anything last night but stand there and jump around and hug people. But we can't hear Usher. Yeah, she was better. She was better last night than Usher. <laughs> My Mount Rushmore performances, like, like musical performances, mm-hmm. I will go <sighs> Usher. That like that encompasses everyone that was in that halftime show. Like I can't say Alicia mm. Keys, right? It just no. I think you can because they got a little hit. Because I would go Alicia Keys, mm. Post Malone, Usher. Reba McIntyre. Lady cost me money. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Reba Mac. Oh, Post Malone was saying, Lady, the um the lady that sung America the Beautiful or whatever. Wasn't that Post name. Malone? Or the other, it was three of them, right? Yeah. They, though, I would say, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know who it was, but those the three pregame songs were amazing. Somebody yeah, I saw a tweet out, it was funny. It was like, Post Malone looks like if meth went on Ozempic. <laughs> he looks crazy. Yeah, he's too thin. He's too thin. To have that look? Yeah, like he, like he's too thin. Like that's how Jelly Roll will look, right? It won't, it, it, he's just too thin. Jelly Roll. I met Jelly Roll. You did? I met him at the Fanatics party. It's a 305. Dolly. 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 God bless. Dolly. Dale. Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome, and I bet Andy Reid will never leave Travis Kelsey on the sideline ever again. Yeah, Andy Reid almost got knocked over, man. You can't. You're not supposed to touch people. You are not supposed to touch people. That's my rule. That's my rule, Josh. Travis Kelsey, settle down, big guy. Run up on Andy. Settle down, big guy. Andy looks like Jelly Roll. 
<laughs> He's got some heft to him. <laughs> heft. Heft. <laughs> I like anyway. that word. Let's get uh, headlines here for the 3 o'clock hour with Alejandro Solana, who is biting his tongue listening to all this usher talk by me. Andy Reid looks like if Ozempic was never invented. Don't do that to Andy. <laughs> I mean, you remember last year, because I thought Jim Nance did such a great job with the post-game interviews. He even got Travis Kelsey to do uh, We Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. He didn't step over the stuff that Travis Kelsey was doing. I thought Jim Nance did such a great job. Do you remember last year's Super Bowl post-game interviews and Terry Bradshaw said to Andy Reid, why don't you waddle on over here? I mean, like, what, like, you know, just disastrously embarrassing to do to someone after that, and now Solana does the same thing. Unbelievable. Solana's worse than Usher. Mm. Andy's in good shape. Did you really think, uh, Usher, because you texted me that that was the – you all right? I don't know what's going on. What what happened? You okay? Okay. Man, I think that Vegas dried out my nasal passages. All right. Did you really think it was the best halftime show ever, Solana? Because that's what you texted me. I did. Yeah, I thought that was the greatest show ever halftime show Mm -hmm. in the history of Super Bowls. I really Mm -hmm. did. It had everything. If you didn't know the songs, that's on you, Boomer. And uh, it was just a, a phenomenal performance. I thought he nailed it. All right. Yeah, he, I, I am like he, I'm. I'm too old for him. Like I acknowledged that when he went on. Like that's not my wheelhouse. But I didn't think it was like amazing. Like you know where I don't know. Just like it was fine. He danced. He sung. Yeah. And to be honest, Solana, because I was caught up in that. Just like Solana was in like college, I was playing. Right. So, like, those were all the club songs. Those were all the, honestly, Johnson's were like, those were the lovemaking songs. So, you'd have Usher in the bedroom. You'd have Usher at the, at club. the club. You'd like have he, Usher He in was the, the soundtrack. The soundtrack to your life. Then the fighting. The yeah, like, now Lil John and Usher. So, yeah. now you'll slap somebody to listen to Usher. Usher took over music for yeah. about, what, seven, eight years. Yeah. It's more I wasn't than paying that, attention man. those years. It's way more than that because, like, some of the songs he played, Let It Burn, when he did the duet with uh, Alicia Keys, My Boo, that yeah. bro, that's early 2000s. Like, that's that's early 2000s into my clubbing era where you were hearing his songs there as well. That's like two decades worth of just straight yeah. bangers. Were those cover songs? In those his? Anyone had heard of those? Oh, Confessions. Yeah. He has an outside baby and tells the story. Uh, then he had one with Ron. Who, what was that? Who was that? Uh, some old guy, and they were arguing. It's Yeah, man, I was just something, huh? Mm. I'll take your word for it. You didn't like it though, just the, the no, no, actual. No, I liked performance. it. I liked it. I liked the actual it. Performance. it just, I liked it. I like anthemic performances, a la Purple Rain. There's a lot of R and B love making music there. It doesn't speak to me. It doesn't speak to me. What? It doesn't speak to me. You don't like love making music? Barry Manilow love making music. Barry Manilow. I don't need Usher. Barry Manilow made two children in his life. <laughs> Usher. <laughs> Usher has repopulated Atlanta. I'm not I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. I'm telling you, it was out of my time frame. Like I, I acknowledge it. Like that certainly was not meant for me. That was meant for Solana's demo. It was not meant for me. Just banger after banger. After banger, 
after Banger. You're talking about Prince. Because no one knew those Usher songs. You know, I, I think Paul McCartney was better than Prince also. I know it's a hot take, but he had the entire the entire stadium singing Hey Jude. The entire stadium. Like, I'm not hating on Prince's performance. Amazing. I wouldn't do that. But I, I, I think people just put it up there, number one, because of the rain and he was singing Purple Rain. Like, that was great. But to compare it to last night where, I mean, this dude has outfit changes. He's got six different people joining him playing just some of the best music in the last two decades. And he's on skates. He was on skates, Hawk, singing and dancing. Give me Coldplay. Paul McCartney. Give me the weekend with a whole bunch of mirrors. <laughs> do I uh, do I do headlines here, Hawk? You yeah, do let's headlines? do headlines. Let's do headlines. <laughs> They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford. Were there were, were, were there sound problems with Usher? I saw a lot of people tweeting about sound sound problems. He messed up one song. Oh, he did. He kind he skipped a bar, and then the song had to play out. I can go back and look. If he did, he he. Because I saw people saying, yeah. something, and then he he just smiled, mm. and he smiled and just start. Whenever he did, messed up, he could just start dancing because he right. does all them hip them hip thrusts. Uh-huh. So yeah, he he did skip a bar in one of those songs. Mm. But the thing was, honestly, Alicia Keys, her first her first noise she made was off. Uh-huh. Yeah. She hit it. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but that dress made it all worth it, baby. Listen, <laughs> that outfit. That all man, right, creep. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the piano. <laughs> Give me that piano. All right, yeah, creep. All right, nothing I could say would be more creepy than what Booger McFarland tweeted out last night. Anyway, so. what did he tweet? Oh my goodness! You you sent it to us, didn't you? You sent it. I forget what it was. That's Alicia Keys. Booger McFarland yesterday tweeted out halftime show notes. Couple good moments, but not even not even a top fifteen all time. Dumb take. Cool to see Lil John. Cool to see Jermaine Dupri. I guess he's the only person in the world who knew that was Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> and then he, he said, Alicia Keys, thicker than a bowl of grits that has been boiling five minutes too long. Oh, my God. I had that in my drafts. How embarrassing <laughs> if I would have tweeted out the same thing as Booger McFarlane. You ain't never ate no grits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, wow. I avoided disaster. <laughs> Them omni grits. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> nope. So the Chiefs, they beat the Niners yesterday in overtime to win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, he is named Super Bowl MVP. Um, The craziest part of the game yesterday may have happened to somebody on the sidelines. Dre Greenlaw from the 49ers. Mm. There was a big stop by the 49ers. He celebrates. He jumps up and down. He goes to run back out because the defense is going to take over. And he tore his Achilles while running Crazy. out onto the field. Crazy. Yeah, we saw it with uh, Jalen Phillips. Same thing. Jalen Phillips just, just took off running. He just came off the edge, didn't touch anybody, and Achilles popped. There were two record-setting field goals yesterday in Super Bowl 58. So Jake Moody drilled the 55-yarder to make it 3 nothing. That was the longest field goal in Super Bowl history for about, I don't know, a couple quarters because then Harrison Butker set a new record with a 57-yard field goal. All right. Chiefs, by the way, ninth team to repeat as Super Bowl champions, first team to do it 
since the Patriots in 04-05. Dynasty. He said it yesterday, Mahomes. He said, yeah, it's a dynasty, but it's not over yet. I'm, I I doubt a lot of that stuff. Listen, I just can't do it right now. I said it with Aronde. Like, you tell me what's going to derail other than injury, yeah. Mahomes and Andy Reid. Somebody would have to come get it. Who? I don't know. You'd have to put – you'd have to give Kyle Shanahan Joe Burrow or something like that. You'd have to get another Hall of Fame quarterback with another Hall of Fame coach. No team has ever won – back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls, right? No team has ever won three straight in the NFL. Do I have that right? The Cowboys, right? Did the Cowboys three straight? But then they beat the Bills three years years in a row. They just kept going with Jim Kelly, and they couldn't couldn't win. I don't know. Um, No, the NFL. (laughs) Full of knowledge over here. The NFL has never had a team win three okay. consecutive Super Bowls. Well, they can do it again next year. I, I saw. Them. I saw Andy Reid. He was asked if he's going to be back. There was some speculation that if they won this year, he'd uh, he'd retire, go off into the sunset. Then there's uh, people who thought Bill Belichick could take his place. Uh, but he said yesterday, haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But sure, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Why would you go anywhere? You got Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick couldn't. That that would mess up the, that team. Imagine if Travis Kelsey went running up and barreled into uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, Bill couldn't deal with that. <laughs> All right, guys. Some local headlines from over the weekend. The Heat lost to the Celtics yesterday. It was a close game. Jalen Brown is the biggest bum in the history of the NBA. Tried to break Duncan Robinson's arm after the Heat had already suffered two Pretty big losses. Josh Richardson left the game early in the first half, came out, gave you solid minutes, and then went down. It was clearly a shoulder injury, and we found out today, Sham Sharanya tweeted out, he dislocated his right shoulder, expected to be reevaluated in a few weeks. And then Reminder, again, uh, we've got heat tickets all this week. You just keep listening to us all this week. Heat Jazz, March 2nd at the Kaseya Center. We have not given away a pair yet today, so we will before 6. And then uh, Terry Rozier had a scary knee injury as well. Left the game in the third quarter, obviously did not return. He's supposed to be getting an MRI today, and we're expecting those results at some point today, uh, maybe during this show as well. All right. Jimmy Butler will miss the two-game trip. He's mourning the loss of a family member. The Heat are at the Bucks tomorrow, 8 p.m., and then they're at the Sixers Wednesday to close out their first half of the season. Following that game, you get a week-long All-Star break. All right. The Florida Panthers shut out the Avalanche 4 to nothing on Saturday. They keep winning. They begin a three-game road trip Wednesday versus the Crossman and the Penguins. Very good. <laughs> Kane's Hoops suffered another loss. They lost to UNC, third-ranked team in the nation, hung tight in that game. They lost by three, 75-72. They dropped to 6-7 and seven in the ACC. Aye. All right, gentlemen, your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations. Uh, partly cloudy in South Florida. 
It's around 80, 85 degrees. That is your weather. All right, Josh Appel is here with us at Twin Peaks. He's going to join us in the next segment. We're going to talk some Super Bowl with him. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Jimmy, hit him with a yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Hawk and Crowder. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right. Back at Twin Peaks in Davie. Josh Appel is here. He, of course, a broadcaster for the NFL nationally on Sports USA. He's also the public address announcer for the Marlins at Lone Depot Park. Was driving down to Twin Peaks today on 95 billboard for the Marlins said opening day March something yeah 28th be here before you know it be here before you know it you sound very proud I am I'm excited for baseball season All right. well we're not going to talk about it today <laughs> what uh <laughs> I'll ask you we just kind of ended the last segment saying what could derail Mahomes and Andy Reid, other than injury. Like, like they're underdogs this postseason, and they just showed you it doesn't really matter. So now you get to next season, future seasons. Like, what, what, like what can't they do? I don't know. And I, I saw somebody point out that this wide receiver class in this coming draft is very deep. So they're going to get another guy for that offense. Rasheed Rice came on strong this year. Kelsey's still got another couple years left. They have a running back in Pacheco. They have a really good defense. Like, this was the worst Chiefs team that he's had. And they just won the Super Bowl and turned it on in the second half like it was nothing. Like, they needed two drives from him at the end of the fourth quarter to tie it. And then, of course, in overtime to take the lead. And it was like he it, nothing phases that guy. They sent a, a, an all-out blitz at him on one of those third downs. He beat it like it was nothing. You drop back in coverage, he beats it like it's nothing, or he takes off with his legs. Yeah. Like, it, he is impossible to defend, and you give him a defense like that that they have, I mean, I, I just I don't see how this stops anytime soon. But, like, I feel like we always say that when, like, in the moment right after it happens. But it's been what six seasons he's been in the league and they've been to what four Super Bowls now? Unbelievable. Three of them. Like it's un, it's crazy. What about salary cap? 
Like then they can't keep But they already weren't able to keep, including their best receiver, Tyreek Hill. And they won back to back. Tyreek Hill, who was like, an MVP matter. candidate this year. He uh, as the Dolphins did okay when he didn't play, but he was in the MVP conversation all year. They traded an MVP at one of the at that skill position. And didn't like they back to back Super Bowls? That is crazy. And uh, I saw this tweet. This is from OptiStats. Patrick Mahomes is the only NFL quarterback in the last thirty years to go eight for eight or better with twenty seven or more rushing yards on a single drive in any game, regular season or postseason. And he did it in overtime in the Super Bowl. Amazing. We all knew what was going to happen when overtime started. There was no doubt. I think I, honestly, I don't care who got the ball first. <laughs> and I know well, it was a mistake. Least, I didn't care who got the ball. First. At least give yourself a fighting chance, because know. you know what? Like if for me, Kyle Shanahan. Like, let's say you go down and score a touchdown. Do you need to go for two? I was thinking the same because, thing. Like you have to be thinking they're going to come. We all knew they were going to go down and score. So now you're thinking, do I have to preemptively go for two? Because I might lose this game if they get down there and decide to go for two. Like, it's why that decision is maddening. They didn't know the rules. Oh, no. That was so obvious. didn't know the rules. And I didn't know the rules either. But I'm not the head coach of a team in the Super Bowl. I think that the juxtaposition of the Chiefs players saying, yeah, we went over this stuff all the way back in camp at the beginning of the season, and obviously they were fresh and they have meetings every week, just about the different rules, to Kyle Juszczyk and, a, and Eric Armstead saying, yeah, I learned about the rules on the Jumbotron in overtime. Like, that is that is not a good look for the head coach. Not at all. And, I don't, and it's not an indictment on his ability generally as a head coach. He's clearly one of the best, you know, two or three coaches in the league right now. Been to two Super Bowls as a head coach and has had two excruciating losses to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but... Not knowing the situation there is crazy. And, Hawk, you bring up a great point because, you know, he's Shanahan after the fact, and others are trying to find his train of thought for taking the ball first. Say, well, if you get to the third possession, then it's sudden death and you get the ball first there. But to your point, Hawk, if I'm the Chiefs or if I'm the Niners and I get the ball second after a touchdown, why am I going to take the chance of giving the ball back to them? I can end up by getting two yards here. And, and by the way, if you're Kansas City, you already had a situation where they had to stop you. If they stop you, they win the Super Bowl. You needed a couple yards. You know you can get it. Yeah. I, I think to your point where, like, they were killing them on blitzes, but in that in the, the fourth quarter and overtime, I think that Steve Wilkes and the 49 defense got way too conservative because the four wasn't getting home anymore. You're going to just let him sit and pick you apart? At least make him make quick decisions. Do something. There was a time where – Shanahan called a timeout. I mean, you could tell they were about to blitz, and Shanahan called a timeout. And then when they came out of timeout, they were two safeties deep, four shell. I'm like, you're just going to sit and let Patrick Mahomes eat you up all game. I, I wonder what the feeling internally is with the 49ers where you have Nick Bosa, all-pro pass rusher, and you have Chase Young on the other side. And the tackles in Kansas City, not the greatest. I mean, Jawan Taylor and uh, Donovan Smith – they're solid NFL starters, but they are nowhere near like the upper echelon of offensive tackles in the league, especially in pass blocking. And they couldn't get home, those two guys, the entire game. And it almost kind of reminded me of like the conversations we have about Bradley Chubb last season and how so it's like close. so close. Right. I mean, you were talking about your Bosa prop 
and how close he got I mean, every single time. Millisecond. And, and credit to Patrick Mahomes for feeling that. He's so good at that, yeah. feeling pressure and getting rid of the ball. But like, Nick Bosa is getting paid a lot of money. Chase Young is getting paid a lot of money, and they are supposedly, or they are, two of the best at that position. And if you're not going to rush for and get home against that team, against those tackles with those pass rushers, I mean, you see the result. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Brock Purdy or Tua Tagovailoa? Am I taking contract into this no. equation? No. I probably lean Brock Purdy at this point. It's. I mean, I, I've seen him get to a Super Bowl. I saw. I saw his and hold his own. Right. I saw his Super Bowl run end last year on a freak elbow injury in the NFC Championship game, and I. I, I love to. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he should get extended. All these needs, all these things need to be said because anytime you take a guy or say something that is like right, a mild it immediately critical, means you hate the I, other. I, guy. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I like to. I think him and Brock Purdy are very similar players. One's lefty, one's righty, obviously. And yeah, like I, I think they're very similar. But the proof here is the results. I mean, Brock Purdy back to back years and his championship game and a Super Bowl appearance. Like to me. That's separate. So Lana, who are you taking? I guess there's probably no question for you, right? No, honestly, I, I think I think Tua is a better better quarterback, and I, I think Brock Purdy is is more. You know, when they say Tua is a game manager, uh, he's just a system quarterback. To me, that is Brock Purdy. Like he can get you to that game. Is he going to beat Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he going to win you a game just based on his ability to be great? I don't think he has that in him. I think Tua has a bit of that in him. I don't think Tua can ever beat Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen in a big playoff game. I, I still don't think that's possible, but I would take Tua no contract involved, like just based on who's a better right, quarterback. Right, you're just picking like, a, yeah. like you know, you're in PE and I, you're I just think, picking I think, guys. I think Tua is clearly a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. But the thing I would push back on that, Solana, though, that uh, can Brock Purdy beat Mahomes in a, in a big game? Like, end of the fourth quarter, like, he drove them and got them – the lead with 150-something left, and then in overtime, got them the lead. So he's putting them in positions to win. I guess the difference there would be, all right, he went and got three both times, and then Mahomes drove down and got six. So I guess that that's the difference. But, like, you have to give Purdy credit. He wasn't the sharpest we've seen him last night, give credit to Steve Spagnuolo in the Chiefs' defense. But, I mean, he still had that team up twice late in the game. Is, it, is there a similarity, though, to, like, Ryan Tannehill taking Tennessee to the AFC Championship game, but it's Derrick Henry. Like, if you don't have Derrick Henry, is it because I'm watching C-Mac highlights on the on the monitor behind you? But, like, but I think it's, it's all of it, though. Like, I don't think you can say, like, I, I don't know if Sam Darnold is their quarterback if they're playing in the Super Bowl last night. I think no, Sam, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying, I, right. I like, is it, I mean, is it so heavily weighted to Christian McCaffrey and no. Ayuk and Samuel and because in that Detroit game, Brock went crazy on that last drive. Yeah, had a terrible three quarters. Yeah. Went crazy on that last drive. Had some good drives going. To your point, a heavy, a very heavy run approach when they were being successful. When they threw the ball eight out of eleven times, they weren't scoring any points. Right. So Brock can't put it on his shoulders. But the thing would kind of be where it's funny because to that point, if two was a 49er last night, they still get beat. Right. But I also watched Brock Purdy go to the Super Bowl and to like what Solano you just said, you don't you know that Brock Purdy can't beat Patrick Mahomes in fourth quarter. I've watched Tua lose to Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter two games already this year in London and then in the playoffs. Like he don't he doesn't have but those if big fourth Tua's quarter drives. The, the Niners quarterback last night. Remember there was that Same span game. where they were letting Purdy throw instead of, you know, 
continuing with the run game, is Tua a better passer? You know what I mean? Like, maybe. I feel like we're splitting hairs here. They're maybe. very similar. I think that's what we're getting at. Maybe. Because well, are they here, here's, the, here's the point. Yeah. I'm assuming Brock Purdy is going to be the Niners quarterback for a long time. Mm-hmm. Can they, with him, win a Super Bowl? Well, I think the thing for them would be, if especially Kyle Shanahan, all right, I got there with Jimmy Garoppolo. I got within a game last year in a ridiculous injury luck with Purdy and then the backup in the game in Philadelphia last year. And then I just got there again with Purdy this year. I think he's their guy. I think Shanahan loves a guy who's going to do what he asks him to do, can run the offense at a high level, and get it to the guys that just basically play point guard. Now, when it's time for Brock to get his contract, some of those guys are obviously going to have to move on to somewhere else because they can't pay him. But I, I think Shanahan and Purdy are attached like But in other words, they're time. a Super Bowl, potentially a Every Super Bowl year. winning team. They're your favorite in the NFC going into the next season? They are the favorite, period. In the, in NFL. the NFL. Yeah, they've already put out the odds. They are the favorite going into next year. I don't know. Like with Shanahan, can you just run it back? Can you just run it back? We're gonna. I mean, they're gonna run through the NFC. Well, they're gonna go into the, you know, like the Detroit Lions and Green Bay were up on them at half. So there is some competition in the NFC. You just run it back and say, well, this is it as simple as saying, yeah, we run it back because I made the wrong call in overtime. I made the wrong call, and if I call that the opposite, maybe we win. Maybe we're in the position at the end to win, and maybe also, you know, a blunder. Was it, was it the, the, the punt? punt. Yeah. Like, was it just, if if that doesn't happen and KC doesn't get the ball deep in our territory in that particular moment, like, maybe they do win that game. And I would also say that, yeah, they can run it back because you look at the gauntlet in the AFC compared to what you have to go through in the NFC, it's a lot different. Baltimore. Like you've, got, you've got Goff and Baker Mayfield this year played well for the Bucks, but like and Jalen Hurts when they're clicking. That's it. You've got... We always talk about, well, where, does, where do you rank Tua in the pantheon of quarterbacks in the AFC? And it's tough. But Tua had obviously played at a high level this year. There's probably four or five guys in front of him, including Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson. Like, there are so many uh, guys, Josh Allen, that you have to go through in the AFC where the path is so much more difficult in that conference than it is for the Niners in the NFC. Not to say that it's not hard, but it's significantly harder in the AFC. Is there any doubt after last night that the NFL is king? No. I mean, that game, you couldn't have asked for a better finish awesome. to a Super Bowl. Like you saw, I think, at the end of the year, they showed all the television shows. And I think the NFL had 97 of the top 100 shows during the year. And then you get to a championship. And how often does a championship actually deliver or exceed on the expectations, like, I watched that, and I was just like, well, and I love NFL more than any other sport. I like football season. I like NFL more than college football. That's just my my wheelhouse, those, you know, 17 games and then the postseason. I watched that last night just kind of in amazement. I always, I love the Super Bowl. But then you get sad, you know, the next day or whatever, because it's going to be till August again before you're seeing football. But is there any doubt that NFL is the king of the sports world? How can there be any doubt after last night? After really the whole season, and just with the NFL, the way they've grown over the last however many years, everybody makes plans. 
on a Sunday around. You just make plans around the Super Bowl. Whether you're going to watch at home, you're getting home, finishing whatever you got done earlier in the day, and you're getting home in time to watch. Or you're making a plan to go over to somebody's house or go to a restaurant, like Twin Peaks, to watch the game. Like It, it, it is obviously a cultural event uh, here. And I, I sent you this tweet, uh, Hawk, earlier. It's not just people listen, uh, watching on TV. Uh, Richard Deitch tweeted out that on Westwood One, the national radio broadcast. We aired it on 560. 25 to 30 million people over the course of the game will tune in to that radio broadcast in addition to however many 50-something million, probably more, that watch it on TV. It's crazy. And, and the third of the country. Gambling. Gambling. Not hurt changed, it at all. Changed the – no, it's changed everything for their benefit. For their benefit. Watching pregame shows and they're bringing on – Anita Marks to talk about the over Christian McCaffrey catches. I was like, this is wild. I mean, you have people tuning in for just the – sometimes people like to see the national anthem just because they usually have a famous person singing it. And I know that betting on the anthem isn't something that's a new phenomenon, but now that betting is so accessible, you got everybody on it if there's a line that gets offered. And you're tuning in for the free and national anthem to see whether it goes over 89 and a half seconds. Coin flip. We had the uh, the marketing manager for uh, BetMGM or BetOnline on with us last week, and he said, you will never hear in a sports book a bigger eruption. doesn't matter if there's a kick return for a touchdown. You will never hear a bigger eruption than after the coin flip because half the people start their gambling night with, uh, with a win and, and half the people start their night with a loss. I was listening. I left the Heat game. I'm listening to all that stuff in the car on the way home to go watch this game. I'm listening to the coin flip. I swear, if you just took the reaction from the crowd after the coin flip, <laughs> you would have thought it was the game-winning touchdown drive by Patrick Mahomes because the eruption when it was heads was insane. Like, yeah, insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really, it's, 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 it's got that holiday feel to it where every single thing about it just delivers. But last night was just, was such a spectacular finish. Like I was just in awe when it was over. I'm like, oh my God, like that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like your, your expectations are always one thing. And then you're like, well, it was a good, you know, you knew that they weren't going to like that could have gone either way. We were how many seconds away from double overtime in the Super Bowl? Right. Like, crazy. And and what's even more odd is that, like, the first half wasn't all that entertaining. Third quarter, Niners couldn't do anything. Kansas City obviously got back into the game. But that fourth quarter in overtime, like, that is why you, you watch this. And I don't know how Vegas does it. I, the over-under on the game. That's what Crowder what, 47 and a half is what it yeah. closed at, and they yeah. finish at 47? Yeah. How? How is Vegas? Deep state. Uh, I don't know how deep the state is, <laughs> but it's wild how how accurate they are. It's unbelievable. What? Uh, well, they weren't that accurate on Fred Warner, but well, what was yeah, what was no, Vegas like uh, when you were out there last week? Crazy, crazy, as crazy as you've ever seen Vegas. How did you get around? Oh my goodness, because there was so lines much traffic. Ubers. It was like probably Thursday. The taxi lines would be a hundred people long. Wow. It was wild. We had to end up rent, like uh, paying somebody, some dude, a hundred dollars to take us point eight miles. Because I, I was seeing on Twitter to go one mile on the strip an was an hour. Yeah. Yes, it was crazy. The 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 tables three deep. The I was telling uh I think OG I was staying. It might have been Josh. The high limit room. I can see how OG and I could be confused <laughs> for each other. Yeah, you know, big and. <laughs> Masculine, beautiful men, but uh, <laughs> no, like I'm like okay, well I'll I'll, I'll bet a little more in the high limit room because then there's not all the hoo ha sardines. 
packed wow. in there like sardines. You have to leave the high limit room to go get a drink in the regular casino to go back in the high limit room. I, I watched NFL all pros, current players, looking around for waitresses, sitting there with a hundred grand on the table. That is it was in See your point. It was the busiest I've ever seen Vegas. I go, I, I, I go for a fight like, for anything. anything. It was it was wild. And just famous people walked around everywhere. That is wild, man. What did I you hung think out of with Kevin uh, from the office? Did you really? Whoa, Kevin from the office. How did you know? Somebody said it. They were like, "That's Kevin from the office." I don't know his real name. That's uh, Brian Baumgartner. Brian Baumgartner. Yeah, big yeah. dude. He's very cool. Down to earth. Talked to me. Talked to my wife for like thirty minutes. Just messing around. He's the highest grossing celebrity on Cameo. He's he's a, he's cool as hell. He gets after it. You know, me and him, we we could. We were going drink for drink, but yep, talked to Kevin for the office about half an hour. That's cool as hell. Yeah. That's the best celebrity running there is. What'd you think, Appel, of Usher and the halftime show? So Solana and I are about the same age. Yeah. I knew every single song. And I was saying to you guys earlier, I, I like a halftime show that I know the songs, I could tap my toe to and like just jam out to the songs that I know. So my bar isn't necessarily like the highest. I enjoyed last night, not the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Certainly not the worst one. It's just solid, enjoyable work from Usher. I, the, I, the, the, my one criticism is that he tried to pack in so many songs into the whatever window that he only did some of the hits for, like, what felt like 20 right. and, seconds. And if he's going to pack in that many songs, do some that people know, right? Does he have songs Hot, that people know? Most popular, most <laughs> but does he have anyone, any songs that people would know? Like award-winning songs. Well, why didn't he do those? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an odd choice by him. <laughs> he did his new album. <laughs> yeah, why did he do all new tracks? <laughs> that's kind of that's an odd choice. I mean, just do one, you know, one old hit. You know, <laughs> oh, you're crazy. So you tapped your toe, Appel? A lot of toe tapping. A lot of toe tapping. A lot tapping. of toe tap, tapping to Usher. You call that uh, jamming out, huh? Jamming yeah. out. I love I love to tap my toe and jam out. Did you uh, did you rank it like uh, anywhere near? What's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show ever? Do you have one? I, li- I I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, so I loved uh, a few years ago when Bruno Mars and the Chili Peppers uh, did their collaboration. That happened to be a great halftime show. Yeah, that, Bruno was great. I think the Lady Gaga halftime show in Houston Lady does Gaga. not get enough credit. Did you see in her uh, in the suite when they showed her? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's take off the eye makeup. What, like, <laughs> what are we say, doing there? She had on a superhero mask. Right. Like, what are we doing? Laga. Like, like, mm. like, so you're so concerned that people might not know your Lady Gaga, that you, you dressed up like her with the eye stuff? Like, why, why don't you just hold a sign? I'm Lady Gaga. If you're so concerned that you're not going to be recognized as Lady Gaga. Is this the 2024 continuation of the old Lady Gaga, I gotcha from like Pretty much. Ago? Pretty much. Like, what, what, but, why are you but, looking, Solana? Hawk, I mean, she literally wore an outfit made of meat to a Grammys once. Like, no, I got this, you. This, this is her a sporting down. event. This is her that, toned down. That's, that's her night, the Grammys. That's her industry. Like, okay, look the part. You're in a football game. Like, if, if Gene Simmons were to go, should he dress like Kiss? Yes. Because he, like, I mean, what, are we, the out the what are we doing here, Lady Gaga? Like, what? Like what? She, she's really not recognizable if she's not wearing anything That's crazy. what I'm saying. Yeah. So you're so concerned what? you're not going to be recognized I, 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 I as Lady Gaga. I, I got to put on my Gaga makeup. <laughs> Come on. She's, she's not, not she, recognizable. She she's not recognizable. She, she's an actress. She acts, and she was in one of these shows I watched one time. I didn't know it was until the little credits ran. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't recognize Lady Gaga Lady if she Gaga, didn't have that eye makeup she's on. She's sitting in Twin Peaks right now. Hey, you want? I'd ask her to. She want an autograph. Just so you know, she has fifty-six million Instagram. I'm not followers. saying that she's, she's not definitely successful. Not, yeah, but but not as recognizable without that makeup. Like like, would you give would you no. give me this? Would you give me this? Uh, Denzel Washington, you will recognize him whether he's dressed like the guy from Training Day or not, whether he has a little beanie on from training, fra- training Day or not. Like, you'll recognize him. Sure. I don't think everyone would recognize Lady Gaga. I know I wouldn't if she didn't have the eye makeup on. But, but you love wears weird stuff. You love Denzel Washington. Like, you, you love his movies. You don't mm-hmm. love Lady Gaga. You don't consume her, her music. You don't consume all the stuff that she's in. So, like, your point doesn't make any sense because, yeah, you love Denzel Washington. Of course you'd recognize him. But somebody who doesn't love Denzel Washington but loves Lady Gaga would recognize her. Oh, stop it. Everybody recognizes Denzel whether they like him or not. not She works at Best Buy. Right? She's she's an ordinary-looking woman. If you didn't know that was Usher performing at halftime, would you have recognized that was Usher? I would have. Would I have recognized? Yes, Usher, I would recognize. Certain people I would But you don't know any of his songs. So how do you recognize Well, I do. I just didn't play any of them last night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I know some. It's just people that look normal. She just looks. She like looks normal. normal. She looks person. like an average woman. Yeah. So she's got to put the eye makeup on because she wants to make sure that she gets you know to the front of the the fondue well, she, line. Honestly, why well, I think that's why she does the meat the meat dresses and things because she knows that she looks just normal. It's nothing extravagant. She's a great right. actor. She's a millionaire. All that stuff has all got the poker face. She needs to do something with her poker face to make her not look like she works That's at poker the, face. Works at the Walgreens. Pace. Pace. Poker face. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Four o'clock hour is coming up here. We're at Twin Peaks in Davie. We'll continue talking Super Bowl. Don't go anywhere. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Shake what your mama gave you. Hawk and Crowder. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.